What's good, Divine Gang Gang? I just wanted to come in and this is kind of like a chit chat equivalent. I've mentioned that I am trying to read at least a book a day, but when I'm, I'm right now, I'm in the process of listening to the audiobook Think and Grow Rich, and that one is a beast. It's, it's 10 hours and it's really a lot of information, so I find myself having to step away. Anyways, you can probably see by the title that, you know, there's been a lot of conversation and we've been having those conversations here um, on the podcast. You know, <laughs> you could uh, probably remember the first time I, I heard uh, that they were saying like men don't value education. And then I remember there was one podcast in particular. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, these guys really don't give it. And I said an expletive. I was like, these people, these men really don't give up about your education. Like, I was just like, oh, my, I cannot believe this. And um, so those were my my thoughts at the moment. Um, a lot of you know that I've worked my way all the way up until a Ph.D. I did not complete the program um, because at that point it was um, it was an education and leadership. But the thing is, um the, the, the route that I was taking, it was going to be more like in an educational system. And I didn't really want to be a teacher. I didn't see that the, this is, you guys, I like money. I'm, my, my, my rising is Virgo. So I'm a, very much have always been about my pentacles. And so it was one of those things where it was a crossroads between pursuing higher education. You guys kind of get the sense I'm a little bit of sapiosexual, bibliophile, um, I love all things having to do with intellect and, and acquiring information and knowledge and whatnot. Right. But I reached the realization, I'm like, you know, and then part of it too, it was one of those things where my, my job was paying for the classes. So, uh, I wasn't losing time or, or money, um, because at the end of the day, it's like one of those situations where, wasn't in a relationship. So why not take the night classes um, in between time? And my, my job was paying for all of them. So that that didn't cost me anything. So I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, what, what do you mean? You guys don't care about my education. And you heard me going through all this the thought processes that a lot of us women do. Anyways, so I'm in chapter six of Think and Grow Rich. And I just had to laugh and play with it. And, and the, the line, the title is probably what pulled you in. And I wanted to take two routes with it. One, I think that I want us to ascend out of these triggers. I want us to identify them and really see what's at the core so that we can get ahead. Because staying triggered is not going to help us. Um, and And how do we take that information and catapult from it, right? So here I am, I'm reading the book, I'm listening to the audiobook, I'm outside, I'm like just soaking in the sun. Um, some of you guys know I'm like into sun gazing and whatnot. So I'm listening and then he goes, um, actually education is not a good indicator of how successful you'll be. I said, say what? I was like, so you mean Kevin Samuels and all these other um dating and relationship gurus out here, especially the men who are saying, we know the lead attorney talking about, we don't care about your education. We don't, that doesn't have value to us. You know where they got this from at the end of the day, the original person, one of the original people or thoughts of this constructors of this thought was Napoleon Hill, right? So let's, let's, let's just give credit where credit is due. 
right? Napoleon Hill said, education is not an indicator of how successful you will be, right? Here's the cool thing. Here's the fun thing. And here's where I think that we can use both. It's kind of funny to me, but I've been talking about and kind of picking up on some of the social cues of what, you know, I know how I feel, you know, and I've been listening to what men are saying and trying to understand what they're really saying. And one of the conclusions, and you can, if you've been with me on the podcast, you've heard me start to get to that conclusion. We need to practice emotional intelligence, especially when it comes into the twin flame relationships. Part of emotional intelligence is having the conversations, active listening. Um, And so sure enough, in the book, right, um, he talks about emotional intelligence is actually a way more, a better predicator of uh, success. Now, what does that mean for relationships, right? This is this is a win-win situation where now you can really leverage your education and now you can really leverage your, your relationships, right? Um, one of the, the, the things that he used uh, to illustrate is how the, he said the person who is able to successfully go through their academic career and be likable by everyone is a much better indicator that that person will be successful than the person who is uh, solely and highly intellectual. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> apologize. Gotta get my water. I apologize, you guys. I'm getting better at turning off the mic when I feel it coming up, but hold on. Mm-mm-mm. I do apologize. I'm going to work on that a little bit more. But the, it's, a, it's a much better indicator than the person who's just a book nerd, a bookworm. I will level with you because some of you might have felt like this on the job, might have felt like this going through school, if you're into higher learning, um, and just in life. Because I remember sometimes it would feel like, I remember there was this one girl that she was a music major. Okay, and um, she had gone to school like at um, graduate level for performing arts. So all she did was just sing, you know, but but you can hear it in my voice. Right. I'm like, all she did was sing. I will say this. I learned more about that industry, though, or more about the performing arts. Listen, I can't knock it. Like once you know the hustle, you know the hustle. And and that's really a, a nice um area to go into also like that that's that's on a whole other level um you know like my my parents have put me in piano violin um yeah those are the two main things you know did some singing a little bit but yeah um but but long story short that wasn't really my thing but once I started to understand the inner workings of performing arts like yeah that that's kudos to anybody who's in that anyways she got promoted so many times at the institution that we were working at that she was actually ended up being second in command to provost. When she told you to jump, people jumped. When she called out a command, it was like whole 
subsex were moving and that type of thing. But what the thing is, is she was super likable. Everybody liked her. Right? And so sometimes it could kind of felt some way because it's like, here I am. I have my master's degree in business administration, concentration in marketing. Got, um, uh, was the, um, under, uh, human resources, working on the da-da-da, been employed for da-da-da type of a thing. And they're just going to walk in on these positions, right? And you could feel like that on the work, on the job. It can feel like, let's deal with it. Let's deal with these with these triggers, right? Right? And so in the state of being triggered, how do we overcome it? You can be that person on the job that's been there for 10 years, like no lie. It can be that you are really... Um, IT tech savvy, right? Um, same thing. Like I remember where I used to work, it wasn't so much who had the most tech savvy. The one, the the directors that got paid the most, the directors of IT that got paid the most, were the ones that were likable. Like I remember, and uh, shout out to Tyler out there. When I tell you this guy knew his stuff, but he was very likable, and he would always come in check and make make sure my stuff was okay. And so. That was one of the first clues of right there. I just dropped it for you. Emotional intelligence, right? At the end of the day, right? You you heard me have that aha moment, that eureka moment. It's in the podcast where I said, I didn't need him for anything. And he said he could replace me. Um, he could pay someone to replace me. That podcast was my eureka moment. I started to realize that at the end of the day, regardless of... <clears throat> how well accomplished we have, how much luxury and opulence we have, and how self-sufficient we are for both men and women, right? At the end of the day, what we want are emotional connections, right? I hope you hear what I'm, I'm really saying, because this, this, how you do one thing is going to translate to everything else. So when I say that he was not only knowledgeable, he would come in and check in with me, Right, he's an IT director. He don't need to check with nobody. He can send his employees out to to do stuff and and check, which would have still probably held, you know, would have held him in good graces or whatnot. But the the thing that set him apart is he checked with everybody from the president down to the you know down to the employees to make sure how are your how's your computer going can i get you anything for your operating systems um do you need anything for your digital files here's an external driver here's a new resource that you might but it is kind of like having to do with the emotional component me coming down to your office and checking with you and asking you like um just yes or today because i recorded that like you guys know i do stuff at late at night but guess what i'm doing this one 2 30 in the morning at 2 30 p.m right um i i had pulled it was a twin flame talks card uh we pulled from the intimacy deck and that first deck was encouraging to ask your significant other you know your love interest somebody that you're interested in you know or it could be your husband or whatnot. But um, what is it that I can do? It's right here. Actually, I have to take the pictures, y'all. I'm a bad girl. <laughs> I'm going to take the pictures. I'm out there getting sun, but I had to come in and get this. It says, what do you do you feel we need to work on most in our relationship, right? So that's that's about that create that emotional connection, right? <clears throat> So here we are, we're trying to 
have better relationships, right? Um, and, and we could easily feel some way on the work and a job. And I understand, you know, I, I want to address, because some of you might feel like, well, you know, you're that one Black person. I was a token employee, token student for many. I did not have the first Black girl. Uh, another Black person, well, yeah, another Black girl with me until I was in, like, in the fifth grade. And then it was just me and her until I got to high school. Uh, no, no, junior high. And then high school is then I had older girls that were, you know, like black like me. But other than that, I was token, like token black girl. Same thing on the job. You're that token one black person, right? So I understand how it means that sometimes you have to work 10 times harder. And sometimes literally you, I had student workers that came in and were treated better than me, right? Then me sitting there with X amount of years experience plus the degrees and whatever, <clears throat> Yeah, that stuff can trigger you, but at the end of the day, you you're aware of the situation, and so then it is triggering because it's like, what do you mean I have to be likable? What do you mean I have to um, come across a certain way? And we will navigate that. I'm actually um, I have to go back and rewind it just a little bit, like another two or three minutes, because um, the Napoleon Hill he did mention the book, and it could have been the authors because the they have um, editor's notes to bring it to current day and um and so the emotional intelligence part i want to get the exact book that he references and we will talk about those in future oracles but um let's explore what that means right you know does let's not take it to the extreme where it's like now you're kissing butt <laughs> one thing i am not gonna do and that's why sometimes i didn't get as far as i did i'm not gonna kiss but that used to trigger me sometimes too because the reason why like i remember there was one student worker i had and this was a big thing too she was blonde hair blue eyes dumbest <laughs> but the thing is she was so like cute and so dainty and this girl would jack up your whole entire um like order and they would still be like oh it's okay i'll wait while you fix it girls screwed up the whole entire like mistake upon mistake upon mistake right um but the likability factor was there and so but some of us will you know have the and and there are men who actually um, do feel a kind of way that women um, have that advantage. I would say, baby girl, take it and run with it. Like I learned to use that. I actually have stories of of, of stories of leveraging the beauty factor that comes with being feminine. I will I will share this. Um, one of the, one job that I had, long story short, you guys know I do I used to do like event planning as a part a component of the job. Long, long story short, but I want you to get the point here. And I shared this with my friend, right? Um, and I'm talking about the, the pretty factor, the beauty factor, the advantage that women have. Um, and then I want to come back to emotional intelligence and then get off, off of here. <clears throat> but I remember when I first started and I had planned an event. And the event had finished and I had to, to get the tables back to the office. And I picked up both of the tables and I walked across campus with the tables to the building. And I remember one of my male coworkers passed me by and was like, 
bye. And he just kept going, didn't offer to help or nothing. <clears throat> that was, um, I took that and I was like, something's wrong with that. Let me tell you to the last year that I was there and I, 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 your girl course corrected. I'm very observant. I paid attention to what the president's, um, uh, the president's assistant did. Okay. Um, I know I talked about the assistant for the, the right hand and command to the provost, but the president's assistant, she would put on events, but I always noticed that she would be mingling and talking with everybody. And I'm like, girl, you're supposed to be out here, right? Hear me, hear me, especially those of you, I think I might have talked a little bit about Mary and Martha and how the, the contrast is right there. These are real life events, right? I'm like, girl, aren't you supposed to be you know, like checking on the food and da da da, and I paid attention. I, I, I sat there and I paid attention to everything that was going on, and I noticed that for the food there was the catering company, so they were taking care of the food, and she had employed enough student workers and had given them assignments of what to do, <clears throat> so that she was, even though that was her job to put put on the event, she was. Um, able to still mingle and be likable and, and be in the presence of, of people, right? And there's other lessons with that too, because sometimes I think with us trying to handle everything, we're selfish and we don't employ others and give them an opportunity to make money doing what they're good at also. Um, <clears throat> and I also had, because what was happening too is I was trying to help with the budget. Listen, it's a whole institution. They make millions of dollars. When I say millions of dollars a year, okay, um, <clears throat> me trying to save $50 labor for them to take the table to my office. The last year that I was there, and I told my friend this, um, by that point, I had my manicures. I used to wear Swarovski uh, crystals on my fingers, right? And I had upgraded my, my wardrobe to be, I had f lots of frills, lots of pinks. I always wore heels. I always had my perfume. I always had my hair. I enjoyed doing my hair, like getting it moosed up and loved doing my makeup. When it, that's one of my favorite things to do in the morning. And it got to the point where sometimes I would be that person making the mistake. One time I forgot to order enough tables and at the last minute, I because they would penalize you and you'd have to pay an extra fee and whatnot. But it had gotten to the point where the supervisor for custodial, whatever I needed, he would come in and check on me just to make sure. Like it would kind of crack me up. Just, do you need anything? What's your next event? Oh, I see you have another event coming up on Wednesday. I'm going to make sure they deliver it there two hours early and we'll come right after and make sure and blah, blah, blah. He can, um, one, one time in particular, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I, um, and the voice and everything, girl, let me tell you, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot to get, and he's like, no, listen, when I tell you, in less than 10 minutes, he went and got the table. He's like, oh, I told them not to charge you about it. We just did it as a regular work order. I also brought you some extra trash cans, some extra liners, and we'll be right back to come and check on you. It was to the point where I was putting on whole full events, and I would just point my little manicured finger and say, oh, can you do this? Oh, can you do that? And I would hire enough student workers. And I would say, okay, this is the program. I want nothing but the best. I want everybody on point. I want you to dress this when you when you come up. I want to make sure that da, da, da. And then guess who was able to sit down and enjoy the dinners and enjoy having conversations with other people and 
right? But let's go back to the emotional intelligence. I think that's going to be important. I think that this twin flame journey, you know, I talked about how a lot of us are not going to really do the self-development that we need to. Um, I've joked about this several times from way back in my first podcast. Divine Source know that a lot of us are not going to get our act together unless it comes in the lesson of a handsome young man, right? Or for some of you, a PYT. We're not going to we're not going to start to ask questions about, okay, this girl wants, the girl that I want wants me to be financially stable. So let me figure out how to get to my six figures ASAP. You know, now in the meantime, you're happy living in your one bedroom apartment and you really could get your, develop yourself to get a five bedroom you know, four bath, a pool overlooking the city with, with a dream car, but you're not going to do it until this PYT walks by and it's like, you know, you see her going for the guy with the Rolex and, and who's a CEO and a boss, right? <clears throat> Same thing with us divine feminines. We're, we've done the education. We've done the working out. We've done all the nerdy things, all the um, intelligent quotient things, right? But we haven't developed the relationships. And I think that's so beautiful because at the end of the day, Divine Source wants us to connect with other people, to connect with them in and in the midst of the business transactions and in the midst of acquiring information, in the midst of providing a service, in the midst of creating products. What is the emotional connections that we're making and building with each other right so i'm gonna i hope that that really means something to you like i said i'm gonna go back and um catch a little bit more sun we're supposed to have rain for the next five to seven days so i'm gonna try to get a little bit more sun and then come back in and keep going about my routines and yes i have to upload (laughs) those oracle cards from that because that was so beautiful you guys um from earlier this morning um was there anything else yeah so let's continue this path. I want you to start to think about as you're going, you know, about your day today and for moving forward. Look for ways to connect with people. You know, um, in an emotional way, not in a way that we're um, unbalanced and going to extremes, but Take the time to really say, you know, how is your day going? Or you can, we will explore what that means in, in, in days to come, but I want you to keep that in the, in the back of your mind. And because we've magnetized our mind to, to now pick up cues of what emotional intelligence is, I know it's going to come not just for me, but for you too. But that's the healing that we need. And I love for my divine masculines, you're picking up on this too, right? And it's a beautiful thing when both both sides are now focusing on what that means. And that's going to enrich our life. And I think it's one of those things like with the five senses, <clears throat> right? I want you to think about how, um, yeah, yeah, I was reading the book, um, I got like a devotional, The 366 Laws by Robert Greene. He's the author of The War of, of um, the, the Art of War, The Art of Mastery, The Art of Seduction, The 48 Laws of Power, right? So he has a devotional where you like every day you read a, 
passage. And it's one of those things where the message is basically like, kiss me like you'll never see me again. I'm talking about the five senses. But it's like, take a moment to read, like if you were to to recognize that these were your last few moments, your last day, you start to see things in color. You start to hear people's voices. You start to smell the fragrances. You start to feel the softness of the things around you and the textures and the environments and the music, right? And it's like, when is the last time you really enjoyed music? When is the last time you really enjoyed a smell of a candle or of food or um, you know, like, like one of my favorites is doing laundry. There's, a, um, there's like these little pebble things you put in the, you get them from Costco and you put them in your washing machine when you do your clothes and the whole house will just smell like fresh laundry when you put it in the, in the dryer. Cause it infuses, right. The, the fragrance, <clears throat> I'll get the name of it for you. Like I remember one time, um, I, I went to my, I used to live in a, um, like a condo complex and every time, like once a week I'd come home and, um, the whole like apartment complex, like when I got on my car, walked to the condo, you could smell that she has smelled the, done the laundry. And so sure enough, but I, when I tell you I manifested her, I manifested her. I, that was probably the only, I probably only saw her like two times. I was there for like a year. And I'm like, nah, I needed to, I need to talk to this woman and find out what she uses for her laundry. And, um, oh, you know what? Let me, let me walk to the, to the laundry room and see if I can, I need to get off of here. I'm going to get you the name of the thing. Hold on. So, um, sure enough, I had just gotten home. Oh, it looks like somebody. I had just gotten home and, and she was coming out of her house. And so she was like, I was like, oh, I was like, when you do the laundry, here it is. This is what it's called. You can get this at Costco, y'all. Listen, it's Downy Unstoppables. The fresh, the fresh, um, I don't know if you can hear it. That one, uh, the blue one. And I like, there's another one. Oh, I tell you, you put it in your, um, they're like little pebbles. Fresh is one of my favorite fragrances. But... And she's like, oh, no, I don't understand. I don't, um, I don't speak English, but it's okay. I, I speak Spanish. I'm bilingual. So I was like, da, 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 da. No, can you? And she was like, looking at me. And I'm like, I, listen, I'm just trying to figure out. So she heard, cause she got shocked. Right. She, most people are, are like that. Like, um, I've had to communicate with people in Spanish or do customer service in Spanish. And, <laughs> or if you're doing it in person, they're like, wait, you're black. You're not supposed to be speaking Spanish. Okay listen, this is what I need. So she told me what it was, right? That, that fragrance, that's, that's a banger. But anyways, <laughs> we're going to have fun with this. Um, it's a beautiful process. Let's make the emotional connections and that's going to only enrich your life. And that is, is a code to success. I think that, you know, if you're that person on the job or going through life and, and it's kind of fun too, because it takes a little bit of a burden off of you. It allows you to not be so uptight. Um, and I'm not talking about don't go on the job flirting. That's, that's completely different. There's a way to be able to communicate with people and to show the compassion component. Um, 
And 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 the, the proof is right there. We're gonna I'm gonna read the book and share it with you. They're saying, and there's lots of books on Amazon, that's why I have to go back and, and look. Hold on. <laughs> but it's like there's they're saying EQ is an is a new IQ. Okay. And so let's not stay triggered about all oh, these guys don't want our degrees. Let's 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 switch it up on them. Let's get emotional intelligence gang gang. And then now you can work on your likability factor. And then now, especially my divine feminine, but you know, um, divine masculines, you can use that same beauty standard too. It's just people are drawn to to people who are happy and attractive. And so you take care of your your parents, you do the grooming, you take pride in what you dress and how you look and how you smell and present yourself right and it allows you to enjoy your life right at the end of the day don't these things bring you pleasure at the end of the day isn't it nice to be likable anyways and yes there's going to be those outliers of people who are really going to hate and everybody needs to have a hater that's how you know you're doing stuff right but the likability works for you too right so I'm going to sign off. I'm not going to have enough time to do my charge, but no, I love each and every one of you. I'm going to go back out here. I'm going to catch some sun. This is your Oracle. Until the next podcast, peace.